Hey, that's great. All right, what's my name do they got here? Well, we're lab partners, right? This is our presentation. But I haven't met with you in almost three weeks. I didn't type a word of this. Oh, it's not like you didn't do anything. You said you wanted to do paper on mitosis. You, you stained the slides. One or two of them, maybe. Look, you were in trouble, right? I just figured that whatever it was, you could probably do without an incomplete in bio. I still don't know if I deserve this, but thank you. What can I say? I have a soft spot for stray cats. I looked apathetic. <sighs> Hardly. Alright y'all, welcome back to another installment of A Light in the Sky. This is your premier, official, best place to get your 4400 recap reviews. I am your co-host, Rain Coleman, and I have with me tonight, like every other episode in the past and every other episode in the future, my co-host... Robert... That's me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I think it was kind of caught off guard, but yeah, 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 it's Robert, the host of the greatest and the only 4400 podcast <laughs> I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Man, so we are back. We're in season two. Uh, we're on episode 11, lockdown. And this shit is, is something else, man. It is something else. Um... Yeah, uh, so when you're listening to this episode, use the hashtag AL4400, AL4400, and tweet, live tweet, let us know what you're listening, let us know what you think about the episode, opinions, and all of that. Fuck, uh, lockdown. What's, yeah, it was, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, okay. Uh, I agreed, agreed. It was wild as hell. Um, so what are we thinking about this? episode in general like before even getting into the specifics um you know for me it um because i think the episode before that was probably a little bit more low-key yeah uh, and i'm trying to because i think it was the search for kyle and you know and and there was a lot of stuff popping off but um not like this. There were bodies dropping. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it's kind of a, an abrupt, you know, you know, kind of hard left, you know, compared to where we've been. And you're, and you're getting something now that I think once again, you've been asking for kind of, um, the opening shots of a possible war. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought this kind of upped everything. How about yourself? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Now, this episode, I don't... Let me see. My favorite, of course, is the Quantum Leap Man Lost in Time episode. But this, I think, is a really close second. Not... Um, and I think it's because of that episode and because of the things they were able to do to set this one up to make it work. Um I, I don't know. This this I will say this is a close second. Um, I liked everything about it. I kind of I didn't see anything coming. I can't say I was it was that predictable. What I did notice though was some 
shit that was weird in the beginning. Um, other than that, and then I do like the way that they they uh, kind of edited this or told this story. We're starting off knees deep in the action and then taking us backward. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a kind of like a Tarantino type of approach. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without Ooh. the racism. Well, no, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay, so the interesting thing here is that there are three different storylines. So you have the main one that happens. You got the kind of what B plot, which is the parent thing, and then the C plot, which is the uh, boy in love or whatever. So we open up with uh, with Todd, Tom, not Todd, goddamn, uh, drinking his morning coffee and on his, I don't know. Fisher Price computer, he gets a email talking about Jordan Collier. This is his birthday. Uh, he died on Intex Watch, whatever. Uh, he tries to hide it from Kyle, which is, I think, it's so weird. All things considered, like all the shit y'all been through, you still hiding things like this from your son, who Adam has been the center of this like 4,400 shit for quite some time, like. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, now you remember we got to take it back further than that. Um, the um, you know how it o- it opens with the um, the zombie attack. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It opens with the um, like you said, the time jumping around. It um, and I think it says like July twenty eighth, five thirty seven. Yeah. And Diana and the the Walking Dead survivors mm-hmm. are in the office building and the zombies are at the door and she, Maya is sick and and then she says I'm going to protect you or whatever and then instead of the zombies you see Tom's crazy ass run in and then he holds the gun to Diana and I think they're holding guns like on each other yeah. or Diana holds the gun on her on him or whatever but yeah. and then it jumps if jumps to the you know to the email it says uh, July 28th 10 hours earlier true so true that's when they start jumping around. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely right. Um, I think this would have fucked me up if I was watching it live. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It should have fucked me up. I was watching it on Netflix, and it was still messing me up. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode. Um, I really love Diana in this episode. Like, more yeah. than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I liked her. I liked her a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Kyle, uh, pretty much, he throws out a newspaper that shows Jordan Collier and then the guy who was arrested for murdering him, uh, front page news, and they're going back and forth. And so, uh, Kyle is not happy that this man is going down for something that he didn't do. Right. Um, yeah. He's, it's, it's nice, to be honest, but I'm right. just like... Go to college and live your best life. Like <laughs> this guy might have been, might have been going to jail. And he, he was, because yeah. Todd even said he was like, yeah, he was a murderer. No, he was a a liar, a cheater, a, a thief, and some other stuff. He was like, yeah, but he wasn't a murderer. No, we don't know that we didn't. We know he didn't murder Jordan. That's all we know. I don't tell him who he murdered. Um, right. Yeah, but that was. I don't know. And Kyle's like, yeah, we're well. He's he's not going to jail, and I'm going to see to it. I was like, all right, man, you 
you're doing a lot. Right. Well, there's, I mean, and even Tom, you know, Tom is just as bad because he starts saying, you know, I don't think he's going to go to jail. I think he'll beat the charges. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, then that's how you kind of, you know, that's how you justify <laughs> this. Like, it just, I don't think, and he didn't even say anything like, you know, I'm going to give the his lawyer some evidence that'll help him. And then you'll also be in the clear. And it was just, it just seemed, you know, like there was nothing, like he was doing a lot of hoping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trust the justice system for that shit. At all. And then if you really are so confident that he's going to beat the charges, why did you have Kyle come back from Acapulco (laughs) or wherever he came from? Like, why would you bring him back home? Right, right. He said Acapulco. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they argue... Because that's what they do. And then we move on to Diana's house where, if I say Molly, Maya is, has 12 feet of blankets over her. And she's like, oh, mommy, I don't want to go to school. And she has a, the beginning signs of the legacy virus on her arm. <laughs> and it, I, Maya's acting still isn't there for me. It's, not enough to pull me out of the show, but that was, I didn't think that was good. I didn't like that scene with her. Yeah. yeah. What, did you, what did you think about the rash? It, mm, it was okay. I don't think it was consistent. Uh, it was okay. I think yeah. they could have did a bit more, been a bit more dramatic, um, because this is a TV show, because it's a show about people with superpowers, I think it should have been a little bit more pronounced than it was. Because, you know, we see it again much later. And I think when it showed up, it didn't look, I don't know, it just looked like something on your arm. It didn't look like something significant. Uh, but maybe that was the intention. I just think it should have been more kind of beefed up by the makeup department. But, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think, um, you know, they're doing a good job kind of laying out, you know, I guess seeds of what's, what is possibly, you know, possibly to come. Yeah. Uh, the other part of that, though, is I'm wondering that, and I wanted to ask you, do you think that they should have possibly mentioned this before, you know, this episode or did this, I mean, this is definitely coming out of left field, but mm-hmm. does, it, does it, does it seem kind of rushed or does it seem yeah. like, Natural. Okay. It okay. does seem rushed to me, um, because for all the shit that that's going on, um, I didn't think this was going to be such a like I I assumed, spoiler alert, that this would happen and be done in this episode because of how out of left field it came. Like not even to say you had to establish what this was, but there have been enough episodes where one of these people of the week or some kind of something you could have mentioned um a not even even not this specifically if you could have mentioned or had a conversation about with these people having these powers though they're helping us what other diseases could come from or how like i don't think enough attention have been paid to the quote-unquote side effects of these powers Right. Yeah, so it does seem like this kind of came out of nowhere, but you know, that's yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. And especially with the um, the way it ends, like you, you're like, oh, okay, so this is about to become a thing. 
bigger. This is about to become a thing, yeah. Yeah, so, man. Um, so we move on to some interview at a hotel, uh, not hotel lobby, at the 4400 Center. <laughs> Who is this news anchor? <laughs> Right, I don't. This older white guy who is interviewing, um, uh, what is Sean? Sean? God damn, what is his name? That guy, Sean, and he was pretty much talking about the forty four hundred center, and Sean is Sean is giving him the his best, which I think he genuinely believes. You know, his best. This is what we do. This is how it is. And the man's like, okay, that's fine. But you sound like a religion. Sean's like, well, you know, there's faith to everything. Plus science and something. He's like, okay, well, what about these different keys? And I do like this interview because this man is pretty much holding his feet to the fire. He's calling him out for some shit that I I don't know if I've explicitly stated will bother me. But I know I've, I've thought about it like, okay. Jordan was here. Y'all were doing this shit and getting celebrities and shit. What, what use is this key stuff? What use is these uh, cult-like levels? What you know? What what is the point? So I did like that. What you what you thinking? Yeah. I thought it was good. I mean, it's it, it kind of shows that, and we've kind of touched on this before. You know, there's this feeling that this is a you know this is a cult, and yeah. or at least has the you know, what you say, the trappings of the right. cult. Um, and, you know, this is just a reporter, you know, digging into it. You would hope that, you know, people are, you know, asking questions like this, um, you know, for legit reasons. And, I mean, we've called BS on the ideas of the keys and anyways. There's no, they don't have any uh, proof that, you know, you go further up like this pyramid yeah. scheme. And it unlocks anything. I mean, I I do like the whole thing of, you know, we are trying to help help, help people to live better lives. But, you know, there's Jordan was running a um, was partly running a con game. Yeah. People. So it's just it's interesting now that you have a, you know, you have a reporter or people, you know, he's representing the people who are just asking those hard questions. Mm-hmm. And um. You know, and Sean has to, he's the face of the 4400 Center, so he's going to have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the discussion of, you know, of faith, because that can definitely be, I could see that being tied into something like this, you know, science and faith and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, just all this, all this stuff. But, yeah, I mean, for a brief scene, I thought it worked. I mean, he was kind of getting, he was getting grilled. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting grilled, so. Yeah, for sure. And Sean, I mean, it's unfortunate, but this is what you signed up for. Like, you can't, yeah. I don't know. He, yeah, this is what you signed up for. Uh, okay, so we go to the National Threat Assessment Command. I've never, I have this, I know that's intact, but <laughs> what, for it to be um, presented this way, it, it seemed foreign. Uh, especially when we go from that establishing shot into this quote-unquote clinic, which is where Intac has their 4400 come for their, I think, six-month checkup. Um, That being said, I didn't think of Intac when I saw this. I thought they were at, like, some VA hospital for 4400. See, and this is one of the parts that I actually really like because, you know, we've had... 
all these mentions of, you know, we got to have these people check in and, you know, intake agents have to go and investigate and, mm-hmm. um, and we'll have the people come through. And, and this is, this is kind of, I like this world building. Mm-hmm. And also I like the fact that even within a world where people have time travel and come back with super abilities, you still have to wait in the waiting room. Yes. <laughs> checked up. Right. It's like going to the DMV for like a uh, future abductees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only, I, I guess the only thing is we've never seen this part. Yeah. Of the um of the place and you know I'm, I told you I don't think that they're filming on the same set. Yeah, don't, no, no, it doesn't look like it. Of, you know, from the first season, so I I like the what you said the the banality of it, just like the regularness, mm-hmm. and then but it also does a good job of like setting it up to say like this is I'm trying to think is is once again it's about to go left. Yeah, <laughs> it's about to make a hard left. Rather than people talking about it and kind of bitching about, man, I don't want to be here. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. It's like it's like going to the DMV for super abilities. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and I that that was that was yeah one of the most interesting parts because all the, every time we've seen them prior to being in some medical facility has been like in their um, prison outfits and kind of forced. Yeah. So this is more. I can say more lax. This is more of an accepting mutant population. It's you know it's just something that you do. Uh, so I did like that. Uh, now in this waiting room, you have four people: an older white guy and a much older white lady, then a woman in a wheelchair who I'm going to assume was white or Italian, and then this Asian young, kind of mall rat jubilee esque character. Um, who was just annoying. I didn't like her from when she first showed up on screen. So, yeah. <laughs> TK was her name, or TJ or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so they've all been 4,400 and they're waiting in line. And uh, Maya is being checked out by Dr. Max something. And this, this actor is very familiar looking to me. I don't know where I know him from. But him and Diana, they don't, I don't want to say they flirt, but they have an interaction. And he's pretty much said, we're going to keep her, you know, overnight, you know, because she got this ugly-ass rash. We don't know what it is. It's not eczema. It's not, you know, anything we've seen before. And, again, if this scene or something like it had have happened sooner, I think it would have made for better storytelling. But it didn't pull me out of the story. Yeah, they're, um, I don't know, I got the impression that he was, um, I don't know, he's not hitting on them, he's just being a nice guy. Okay. Um, he's, he's trying to be a good doctor, so, um, but yeah, I mean, this is just there to, um, I guess, you know, further drive home, you know, the home, the point that, you know, the whole, the rash situation, uh, so I didn't really get too much from this, but, um, I love the fact that he was, she was just able to have you know, leave her daughter there yeah. and just go to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, just another character introduced. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I, I ultimately ended up liking him as well. So I hope he stays on. Uh, so next we get Richard and Isabel in the living room and we kind of explain his absence that he's been like around the country's 
speaking? Was that? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, like he was, I guess, on behalf of the 4400. Yeah. So that was interesting. I, I kind of, I, I, that was, that at least it explained away his absence, so I was okay with that. Um, and then in walks Lily, and she ain't having it. Um, Isabel has been speaking to Richard in the same way that she has been with uh, her mom, with Lily. And I didn't think that would happen. Um, so when he said, when she was like, oh, she must be hungry, let me feed her. And he said, oh, she's not hungry right now. And she's like, how do you know what she told me this morning? I was like, well, that seems like a big deal. Like, why didn't you tell her? or what? Like, I don't know. That, that part seemed kind of out of left field for me. But, you know, I went with it, I guess. But, yeah, so she's talking yeah, to her dad. And I think that he um, he just explained it away by saying something like, well, you know, she's a kid. You know, kids go through this. They'll, you know, talk with one parent, and then they'll they go back and, you know, go back and forth with, you know, their interests. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, <laughs> Lily looked very shook. Like yes. She, <laughs> she was, you know, I, I guess, you know, she had come to really – I guess like that, you know, con- you know, connection or that relationship. And, yeah. You know, I kind of saw it a little bit as being selfish. I was just like, let Richard get in on this. Let mm-hmm. him get in with the, te- the telepathy. Yeah. But um, yeah, she she didn't look like too happy about it. Mm-hmm. I um I was actually on her side slightly. I still I agree with you, but I took it as this is the second time that I've had a child that has been violently taken away from me, though this is not the same extent that her first daughter was. But when I've been, I've been the mother of this child. I've been carrying this child for nine months. And then the child is out and me and her have been so close this whole time. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, she's no longer talking to me. And now she's talking to you. I still think you're right with her being slightly selfish, but I'm very, of the mind, like, damn, this is the second time that her she's had a daughter, like, uh, taken away, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. that's how I took it, initially. Now, as the show went on, I was like, nah, man, this ain't it. Uh, so, we, um, we move on to Intech, where they get a tactical team, which this seems, I don't think this seems needed. And they tried to force this in as if, they have been asking for this tactical team for eight months, they say. That was not believable to me. I don't – y'all have been storming these different um, spaces since the dawn of this show with no problem. When did we ever say we needed a backup military team? It, yeah. I mean, it, um, it was funny because one of the um, one of the guys who said it, was like one of these side intact agents, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, who the fuck is he? <laughs> He's like, what yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's something that they. And my question is, okay, so are you going to carry this into future episodes? Yeah, you know, there was. Um, so what? What this reminds me of, and this is this is the Star Trek in me. Uh, you remember there was that Enterprise TV show with the guy from Quantum Leap? Mm-hmm. It was on, yeah, so Enterprise, it was just Enterprise. 
And at one point during the season, during the series, uh, Earth got attacked like like hard. It yeah. got like it, it just got fucked up. Um, and then so Starfleet created this group called the Makos, and they were essentially like Marines mm. in space. So <laughs> what I the way I compare that to this is that in at least in in Enterprise they had you know, given a reason as to why this group had to be, you know, now on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so what, it didn't come out of left field, like, one episode, is like, okay, here are the Makos. It's like, why the fuck are they around? Right, right, um, right. Yeah, so, like, now, you know, it would have been nice if they could have had them in the field saying, well, it would be nice if we could have, you know, had, like, a, some military. Because, like, I remember, they've used SWAT teams before. Yeah, all <laughs> the time. Used, right, and SWAT teams are, like, the military I mean, those are the guys, I guess, the men and women that you bring in to kind of take it up a notch. Yeah. So I don't uh, – well, but like you say, yeah, that that was the only thing I could think of um, as far as a reason. But, yeah, you know, they just sit there and they look like like military. Yeah, they look like Markovians, how they should look. Um, <laughs> so, no, for real. But the thing right. that also kind of confused me is – when have we been, when have the threats been escalating to the point where we need these people? And then, like you said, are they going to be a staple going forward? And lastly, the guy, and this is jumping ahead, was like, yeah, we've been trained against, um, what is it, not emotional, psychological attacks and whatever. But when? Like, what is this X-Force-ass team that's been bubbling under the surface that we've never heard about? And all of a sudden, you've been trained on all these extreme th- I don't know I don't buy it I don't buy it <laughs> well there's um you know the um and the guy the the, the black guy who's leading the group um he his okay so I found out his name is Roger Cross mm-hmm. he has been in every damn thing okay like he is he's, he's one of those faces that pops up in a lot of these like sci-fi stuff yeah and sci-fi things and I think that he um, he was actually on a really good show. I think you should check out called Dark Matter. Okay, um, I've, I've heard of and, it. And that's that's on um, Netflix. But yeah, when I saw his face, I was like, look at him. He just stay, he just stay up in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, he um, but yeah, he, I guess he's the head. He's the head of that group. So. Yeah, yeah, and I was happy to see that black man, you know, thriving and leading that group. Um, so we kind of continue on, and Tom, Diana, a uh, random guy, and then the Asian dude are talking, and they're saying, oh, well, yeah, we got this email about Jordan Collier's birthday, haha, whatever, and Diana said, well, I have to go home, got to go get some stuff for Maya, and that ends. This is water cooler talk. But then we move yeah. to Hampton University, I don't know, to the Ivy League school that Kyle is attending with his cousin in this grown man's outfit. I don't know what the fuck is going on with these 90s outfits. Um, but he's like, yeah, um, that thing I, I thought I did that was so terrible is I hit someone and broke their legs with a car. <laughs> and Danny's rude ass, like, oh, that was it? I'm like, that's, that's, that is terrible. Like... I get what you're saying, but that is also a terrible thing to have done. Like, what the? Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, that was yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, 
First of all, I think you probably needed to come up with a better story than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on Kyle's part. And then Danny, you know, Danny laps him back into the asshole role. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But like you said, he is kind of rocking the early, <laughs> like the early 2000s, like, father. Yes. <laughs> father look. Just that blazer, that denim blazer, man. Yeah, I, um, you know, it's like in the 90s, they, everybody would wear like five shirts. Yes. <laughs> Just, oh, man, don't remind me. Yes. Who? And Kanye with but, that double polo shirt? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's and it's kind of sad that he's, well, I mean, I guess he can't really tell them. Yeah. No, you know, no, no. Yeah. You know, what happened. Um, yeah, but I, I, that's, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, so that's the story you came up with. Bye. Yeah. Like, let's just roll with it. <laughs> Terrible. Um, yeah, so he told me, yeah, next time you get into some shit, tell, tell me, me and Sean, we can handle it with your cousins, you know, family first. So that was a nice scene. Um, yeah, yeah. He still looked like Leona Lewis and Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And <laughs> so we moved back on to the intact clinic and... Jubilee, and there is a smirk on this person's face. It's so subtle. Yeah. But watching through it the third time, I was like, oh, okay, I see it. But the there's a, a high-pitched noise that seems to be affecting some people, mainly just men. And so the man that was in the clinic with the three women is like, Going through it, like when you got sinuses and you're scratching your throat and you're, and you're shaking your ear and all that, that's what he's doing. And um, he says, oh, is that your device? Talking to the Jubilee girl with her um, phone, which your device. And she doesn't hear anything. No one else hears anything. And, yeah, he's going through it. So this alone um was good, but then moving on to the next scene, and we see how it's rippling throughout the entire facility was even better for me. So, okay, so, uh, because I got this up right now, Rain, Yeah. out of many years that I've watched this episode, I have never noticed the smirk. Mm -hmm. And I paused it. I just paused it. That's a hell of a catch. Yeah. That is a fucking hell of a catch, because like I've, I've seen this a time and time again, like, and that is crazy. And the fact that they would put that in there, it's like, it's crazy because like, it's, you know, of course, when they reveal what go what happens later on, but, um, yeah, you have no idea what she's smirking at. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Good. Yeah. Good catch, man. <laughs> that's yeah. really good. Look. And that's really the direction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They did that. And that's what had her. She was, they threw her. They made her made me uncomfortable with her, and that that happening after you've already established her, and I don't like her. That also was like amplified to me because I'm like, oh, she something's fucking wrong with her. So yeah, yeah. That, so good kudos to them. Hell, um, yeah. yeah. So all the all the men in the facility are dealing with this now. This is the part of the episode that though I like this episode was very much suspending belief because if we're to believe that every man in the facility is dealing with this like aggression issue 
Um, why is Tom so in control? I mean, he, he's Steve Rogers. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. He gets an email that says, did you hear that? He opens it, and it says, a gift from you. Try surviving the day in the same font as the earlier message, which is um, intact killed Jordan Collier or whatever, which, ugh, okay. Um, and then all the men are fighting. Uh yeah. What the fuck? I just don't understand why he's in such good control. Um, what's I home? see. Mm-hmm. I thought he was taking some pills or something. Yeah, but that, I would have been fine with that explanation. But yeah. it came after the fact, like when they were, when he was talking to that agent. Like if, again, if, because it was, it, if they had have established that he was taking those, like instead of drinking that morning coffee, if he had been taking those pills, and then Kyle was like, "Well, what are you doing?" He's like, "Well, you know, things been hectic. Things just to calm my nerves and whatever." And then this versus him drinking that coffee, I think that would have been a better choice because to then go back and say after it's already been established that he is not affected like everybody else, to then be like, "Oh, I'm taking these pills." I'm like, "Oh, that's then everybody else could take a pill." Then like I don't. Yeah. Mm. Um. That's a, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I um. It just it it that is where well you have to kind of suspend your belief yeah. or whatever because otherwise he should have been like scrapping it up with <laughs> those yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's homegirl? Jar- is her name Jarvis? Why Jarvis. am I not? Yeah, Jarvis. Jesus. So she's getting ready to look at an email from Tom. But she tells everybody to calm down. They're still not calming down. She pulls her gun out, which that was a choice. Like, in this world, if everything is real, I'm like, why would she pull her gun out just because they're fighting? But so she pulls her gun out, and the Asian guy shoots her in the uh, shoulder, (laughs) which (laughs) I was honestly not expecting that. That fucked me up when I saw her get shot. I just wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, So they... Um, uh, uh, Tom goes into leader mode and he's like yelling at everybody you know homeboy you arrested somebody lock him up they get her kind of get somebody to get her to the medical wing and then he goes to lock down the facility from a random computer is this able is, is what is this <laughs> what is this why is he able to do that from this random like is there not one? I don't know. What do you, you tell me? Something shit. <laughs> he, ha, you know, it's standard procedure for every FBI agent to be able to lock down the entire building Ooh. from computer terminal. So you know when you're going to work and you log in, mm-hmm. there, there's a folder <laughs> that says oh. lockdown. You no, know, I mean, I'm just, I'm, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, once again, another Star Trek thing. You know. There's every every other episode or every ever so often they have to blow the ship up <laughs> like self yes. so it's just you know it it falls on the first or second in command but I think his his mindset is in the right place because they don't want whatever's happening to extend any further than because imagine like if this got into Seattle so yeah. I, I can understand why 
you know, they do it just to kind of show the seriousness of, of what's going down. But yeah, him just walking to, it wasn't even his computer. <laughs> he just walked. Yeah, it was that woman's computer who was like watching everybody act a fool. And I was like, why isn't she responding? Like, I would have got up and left. But. Right. Mm-hmm. So that happens. And he shuts down the whole facility with this like YouTube stock footage of doors closing. And <laughs> I, so that was okay. But again, why is Tom in such great control? Steve Rogers. Okay, all right, Cap. That's that's. I'll go with it. Um, So we go to another scene, which is quite odd. Uh, Lily is at the daycare at the forty four hundred facility to pick up her daughter for lunch, and the. Nursery, nursery lady, the employee, Ruth, whatever. She's sitting here talking to Lily, and not listening. She's talking to Isabel. Lily says, "Oh, you have her flashcards. That's so cute. I do this with her all the time. Let me find the apple. She loves that one. What? Um, okay. So she starts going through the stack, and they have these Rorschach uh, prints on them." in addition to, like, tree and apple and woman or whatever. And Ruth, the daycare center lady, is acting weird as fuck. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. There's, um... So that's kind of one of those cues when you realize it's time to get the fuck out. Yes. Because I I don't... (laughs) I don't have children, but I know (laughs) that you don't start showing them Rorschach... Um, pictures at the at when they're a toddler, right? You know? Um, and you know, I don't know if this is Sean, but I know that I'm pretty sure this is his um his right hand man. I can't, yeah. I cannot remember what the guy's name is. Um, but I think that's his doing because yeah. you know, Jordan probably told him, like this is a miracle baby. Mm-hmm. So you better watch out. <laughs> you better watch out for her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. And Lily picks her up and she, you know, walks off and she does this very obvious, like, looking back at this woman. Um, Lily is not smart to me. I would have smiled through it, went upstairs, packed my bags, and got the fuck out of there. Um, But she walks out and then we go to Kyle, uh, Sean, excuse me, and, you know, News Jordan. And they're watching the interview that he did with the uh, with the news anchor guy. But the guy has also interviewed, what's the man's name, who was in the episode with the building the Tower to Heaven thing? Um, uh, why do I want to say Kevin? Yes, um, but it's like, it's it's Kevin Bur- Burkoff? No. Um, Burkoff, yeah. Okay, That's yeah. So he like is... Kev- yeah. Kevin Burkoff, the neuroscience Yes. Scientist. So he's no longer like, oh, and I don't want to say the wrong thing, autistic or schizophrenic. He no I longer. Think it was mm-hmm. Maybe well, <laughs> fake fake mental illness. Yes, there we go. <laughs> I think they probably did establish what it was, but in his case, all he did, and I really like the actor, but all he did was like tackle people and yell. Yeah, that's um, it. So. Yeah, I do like that they used him from the previous episode, so I did enjoy that. But he pretty much goes in, and we get the honest interview with uh, with Sean, 
and that's cool. But then we get this man's Burkoff side of things, and he's like, oh, this is trash. This is a scam. They're not doing shit. You know, they hook you up to machines, and they're yoga-ing and all this other stuff, which he had a valid point. But then the um, interviewer, and I do like this distinction, he's like, well, the 4400 cured you. They saved you. So, you know, what does that mean? He said, no. The 4400 person did. The 4400 center is bad. And I really thought that was an interesting, like, stance to take, all things right. considered, especially coming from a person who was helped by the 4400. So, whew, it's intense, man. God. Um, this reminds me of, there is a show called The L.A. Complex. I think it had three seasons. And there was a cult on that show that was supposed to be very Scientology adjacent. And I really like the handling of that cult because regardless of if you think they're right or wrong, the one guy who was like the celebrity who they were not necessarily trying to make the face of, but like having him into the community, he kept talking about like the things they say online about y'all and this and that. And then one line stuck out to me, it's still to this day, where the woman working for the facility was like, well, um... Don't look. Don't read what they're saying online. And he was like, well, I guess they're just saying all these things. And she was like, yeah, that's fine, but don't read it. Like, you're seeking out this negative stuff where you're looking at, like, if you're going to embrace us, embrace us. And if you're not, you're not. But if you're going to, don't look at that stuff. And I don't know why that just reminds me of the 4400. It has for a while, but specifically this, or especially this episode, because somebody who was helped by the community is so vocal about how poor and bad the community is. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I um my notes for <laughs> my notes for this <laughs> for that part was uh, he straight shitted on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I you know it, I do love the connecting thread back to God that might have been like the second and third episode. Yeah. Um. So you you get a feeling that they didn't bring him back just to be a talking head. That yeah. There's going to be a little bit more to this. Yeah, and I do enjoy that. So kudos to the show for that. Um, so we move on to Tom talking to the SWAT team about what's going on. And then that they were not affected. That bothered me. Well, I, I think ultimately they were, but... The way the guy was talking about them, saying that they can withstand these certain attacks, it didn't seem like it initially, and that was a problem for me, too. Um, so Tom collects all the guns from every intact agent and puts it on the table, because, you know, once it's on the table, you can't touch it again, apparently. Um, and then the one random guy's like, yeah, Tom, what about you? Why, why you ain't put your gun on the table? Which he does. And... The SWAT team comes in and they're yelling at Tom, like, you know, who made you in charge? Why you didn't tell them about their guns? Which Tom pleads his case, like, yeah, we need to lock these fucking guns up because if you're affected, you know, you could kill someone. Um, I'm okay with this. It was cool. Uh, I didn't really like the guy. No, no, let me not say that. I didn't like... I didn't like that character, a lot of choices they made with him, because I felt like the SWAT team 
eventually I came to the to the thought that they just brought them in just for this episode because it was an all male SWAT team and that they were going to be aggressive as opposed to bringing them in to go for now I haven't watched past this episode so I don't know if they're here again I hope so or else what's the point of bringing them in but I I wasn't a hundred percent happy with them but it didn't pull me out of the episode. You know, it's, um, you know, so my question is, what what kind of fucking training is the military doing to handle yep. a situation of, um, you know, <laughs> psychological warfare, like yeah. you know, telepathic warfare? It's not, there's a difference between psychological warfare and, and telepathic. Yes. And, you know, okay, <laughs> so this is, this is a plan B. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I, you know, I think, like you said, they all serve their purpose because I, you know, like it's spoilers, they're all dead by the end of this episode. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, it, they don't really, I don't think they serve much of a purpose <laughs> outside of just, you know, giving a, you know, Tom a larger threat yeah. to get through. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, I, you know, even though I like that the you know the brother got more work, yeah, uh, he's a actor. I, they serve no purpose because you could have done the same thing with some intech agents. Yeah, could have done with the SWAT team that has been there since. The yes, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you could have. Um, after that, we get the clinic and we have uh, Jarvis in a bed, the lady in the wheelchair tying up the older guy. And then the older white lady, the younger Asian girl, the nurse barricading the door. Um, he's yelling and screaming. They're tying him up, which why didn't they knock him out or put tape over his mouth? But, you know, whatever. Um, so that happens. And so it's, like you said, it's this impending threat, this doom that is coming for them. Uh, and then we cut to uh, Kyle at school talking with this girl who has a some type of horrible fetish for men who have <laughs> terrible backstories. Like, that was the weirdest thing to me. Yeah. What is this? Like, mm-hmm. um, pretty much they got an A on their bio exam or presentation, and here come this fool again. Oh, I don't think I deserve to have my name on it. I mean... You know, I've I didn't do much, and she's like, "Look," which I I felt her on this, and I thought that was a very good, nice move. When she's like, "Look, you were going through a lot of shit. You were gone for three weeks. The last thing I thought you needed was an incomplete." Because anybody else would have been like, "Fuck it, he didn't help me." So I did like that part about her, but ultimately, she's she has a she has a type. Yeah, I, she it, it's. <laughs> It's another example of him failing up. Not fail. Let me not let me say failing up. Um, because that, that makes it sound like he's been like a fuck up. And yeah. A lot of the stuff has been, you know, not due to his, his, you know, him making any mistakes. Yeah. But I'm like, he's the luckiest dude in yeah. this situation because, like, first of all, she she does that, and then like she's flirting hard. Yeah. <laughs> she's flirting so damn hard. Um. And it made me really think like uh, Professor Who. Yeah. You know, the, I it just, and 
and now we actually have another character that's been introduced yeah. that we haven't heard anything about. Yeah. You know, that she, they just, I think they just brought her in to, you know, to just be a, not even a possible romantic interest because I, I, I don't see this going any further in this episode. Yeah, right? yeah. Her, her. So, well, she made the she comment had, that she's not as thirsty as Nikki was. Oh, she is, but yeah, she's 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 something else, man. She um, she loves stray cats. She said, and I love that she yeah, said that yeah. because he looks like a lion. So there's that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was kind of cute, but very off putting. So we move back to the to the clinic where the doctor is shooting himself up with a sedative. And Jarvis is like, oh, you shooting yourself up? He's like, yeah, this is the only thing keeping the aggression down, which I like that. Um, that's why I would have easily accepted Tom taking those pills as something to calm him down, but I don't think they did it right. Um, yeah. Maya disappears. Well, she walks from behind the curtain. It's like, yeah, I'm still feeling sick. And her rash is spreading up her arm. Um, and he's touching her. And that made me uncomfortable because I'm thinking the shit that's going on, why are you touching this rash? Like, for all we know, the rash is part of the reason why everybody is so aggressive. Like, that's, that didn't seem like something you should do, but whatever, it happened. Um, maybe, maybe it was the uh, <laughs> it was a combination of the sedatives and whatever is happening to the dudes that made him just... Not rationed correctly. I mean, Perhaps. Uh, you know, correctly. I can accept that. Uh, yeah, I can accept that. Uh, but then we cut to outside, and Diana is back with Lemon, the stuffed bear or dog or something. And there is an agent who's like, no, you're not getting in here. Some military dude. She's like, oh, my daughter's in there. You know, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that. Fuck them kids. You ain't getting in here. And Diana's like, okay. Well, no, she didn't say, okay, we cut the black. And so we cut back to the um, intact command center, I guess, where Tom is tying up with zip ties all of the other men in the facility with this one agent SWAT team guy who's, like, guarding them. I was like, y'all could have overpowered him and tied him up. Like, what are you – I don't know. What you, what you thinking, man? I mean, I was like, where they get all these zip ties from? Yes. <laughs> Yes. This was some hard zip ties. And yeah, and they've already established that, you know, these men are like violence happy. Like right now, it seems like you could just wave your hand mm -hmm. <laughs> and they would just shoot you. Like it. So for them to get that comment was, you know, it did, was kind of like, okay, like, no, I don't want, I don't see this happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's it, and it's Tom still staying calm, or whatever. Um, you know, which you know brings up another question of once again, like you said, how is he able to stay as calm as he is and rational minded mm -hmm. uh, in the face of all, you know, everything else that's happening? Yeah, and what kind of pills are those? Are those sedative pills that you're just taking? Because you didn't know this was going to happen when you were taking those pills, so you're just knocking yourself out, like. <laughs> He just woke up and he said, you know what? It feels like something's going to happen. Now. Yeah, right. Let me, let me get this shit rolling. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so so he overpowers the guy, knocks him out, the agent, and then uncuts one of the intact guys. It's like, yeah, you uncut everyone else. Where are you going, Tom? Well, I'm going to go see if that black man ran it. Hopefully, he ran into some trouble. I was like, what? That's that's not good. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so he takes off, and then we go to the nerd center, where three nerds are arguing with each other aggressively. Um, that that, that happens. As aggressive as they can get. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Marco throws a vase, a statue head across the room. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's Diana calls him. Well, she calls Tom, but the agent stepped on Tom's phone. Then she called Marco, and he's like, "It's not a good time, Diana." He's very. <laughs> I feel like this aggressive episode just amplified the things that were already within these men because a lot of his stuff sounded very creepy. He was like, yeah, if I do this for you, what do I get in return? Well, okay, so that, that, I'm glad you pointed that out specifically. I mean to cut you off because I remembered an episode in the first season where he did something for Diana and when they were together, he was like, yeah, I did that for you, not for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Marco, mm-hmm. you, were being, you, were, you were being kind of sweet this season, but now you're going back to that problematic shit because that seems like it's been on your mind for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I just, I, I, maybe it wasn't an intention. Maybe it's a side effect of how they wrote the show, but that felt very uncomfortable like girl you owe me sex that's what it felt like um and she was very calmly like okay yeah we can talk about that later yeah i'm gonna hold you to that shit i was like oh god damn okay well uh." yeah so she needs him to pull up the blueprints to break her into intact which it shouldn't have been that easy if we're on lockdown but i'll i'll excuse that i guess but she gets in. You know, well, no, I was going to say, the funny thing about that is, that shit is, they don't even show her. Oh, at all. In. She's just in. Yeah. Yep. She's just in. Uh, which, okay, she was also talking, like, not loudly, but she was not that far from that, like, military guy. So, he right. should have been more aware. Um, yeah, so that happens, and then we cut back to Richard and Lily. And this is where... I was on Richard's side, but I was also on, well, I don't want to say, I can't say, okay, so what happens is, Lily explains to Richard what she saw, and Richard, this is the thing that kind of got to me, and he was like, well, you know, maybe you're overreacting, all things considered, and, you know, you love Ruth, and you love the nursery, and nobody's doing this to this girl, and I thought, man, out of all the shit we've been through, exactly. Lily is annoying, and I think she set the president to kind of question her. I think she's always been honest, even though it's been fucked up at times. So for her to say, you know what I'm saying, something's going on, something that can be easily proven, if anybody's like, oh, no, that didn't happen. I was like, okay, now, that's kind of unfair. Because she can tell, like, you can go and see if these cars are there. Like, there's things that you can do. So, but, you know, whatever. Um, I'm okay with that. Until he asked the whole Isabel, and she was like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, were you affected by the aggression thing? Because 
That's his baby too, right? So. Right. Uh, right. I, you know, I don't know. I was wondering if maybe he was kind of shrugging it off a little bit too much. Um, and, you know, and like you said, partly because they know the history of this organization. They know the history of the dude that, uh, even though he's given them a place to stay and mm-hmm. you know, Dobbs, he was still, you know, shifty as, as whatever. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, so I, you know, that's the only problem that I have with the scene is that, you know, their old Richard would have been like, okay, let's get the fuck up out of here. Yeah. You know, just like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I like <laughs> kind of where he's at now. Yeah. No, no, same. And I, I mean, I think it's, I think he has some valid points, but if the mother of your child is like this, some shit is up. You don't say, oh, you love Ruth. What? Okay. Fuck yeah. Ruth. Now I don't love her. So let's go. Exactly. Um, I mean, it don't take much for like a loved one who says, "Hey, something fucked up happened." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. Uh, we already got our bags packed. Right. <laughs> we We've been on the run this time. Yeah. Bag. Oh man. Um. So then we go, go to the uh, <laughs> intact facility where the black guy and his, you know, two special ops. They go into this room where uh, the original older white guy is tied up and. They shoot him. The The black man says something, and he's like, oh, all them people left. And he was like, are you a 4400? Or are you causing this? He was like, well, no, if I had caused it, why would I be tied up? He said, you're a 4400. The guy said, yeah, he shot him. I thought he would have shot him in the head, but everybody's getting shot in the shoulder in this episode. <laughs> the shoulder shots are lethal. I guess so. Like, why is he dead? He should not be, but, yeah. Um... So that happens. <laughs> Before I forget, the only thing that we, we I think we skipped over was Sean having his conversation with uh, Matthew. That's what his name is. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He told Matthew, "I want to phase out all of the, pretty much all the key programs, all of those key programs." Yeah. And Matthew clutched the pearls and was like, "Yo, <laughs> that's where we get our money from." Right, right. And, and Sean is like, "Well, if I can figure something out or whatever." So. Which I thought yeah. was silly as fuck. Well, how do you, like he said, one bad, one interview, not even entirely bad, one interview, and now you change the shit up that makes us look weak, which I think it does. Like nobody's complaining, like except for that one guy. So, <laughs> mm. like five episodes ago, right? Uh, so yeah, so we go back to the intact facility and barricade it in a gym, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's all of the women from the clinic from before. So the, uh, Jarvis and Diana and Maya, the nurse, then the three, uh, metahuman ladies and the male doctor. And I liked it. It was very, it was a very cute scene. He'd been shooting his stuff up with sedatives. He's checking on Jarvis. Um, he's like, yeah, I got three more left. And Diana, if I get too aggressive, shoot me in the back of the head, which I thought was excessive because, I I thought, okay, if I get aggressive, knock me out. He told me to shoot me in the back of the head very calmly, which yeah. I can I can chalk that up to the sedative, but she's like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, what? You can yeah. just knock. Like, if y'all restrain the older guy, why couldn't you do the same thing to this guy? Why would you need to shoot him in the back of the head? You know, I, I, I think... 
It might have been for dramatic effect, but okay. the other thing that I was thinking was, um, it kind of gives that whole thing of like all the men are acting like rabid dogs. Yeah. So when he when he said put one in the back of my head, I was like, oh, this is like an old yeller type of situation. Okay. Like, yeah, like you know, you know, why can't they duct tape him or rope, you know, tie him up? Yeah. Um, and you know, not go execution style. Yeah. Um, which is you know, it's crazy, but yeah, yeah. Well, Diana says my favorite line of the episode which is now that I have you here Dr. So-and-so he's like well you know I just told you to shoot me in the back of the head and call me Max she's like okay well Max now that we're here or something um, which one of these bitches you think is sending out this signal and I was like girl what I, yes. <laughs> yes. I love that I said this motherfucker is ready so yeah I said yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that down verbatim, and my note before that was Diana is a motherfucking G. Yeah, and she said, "And Max, the signal. Which one of these bitches do you think is sending?" Yes, 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 like, yes. <laughs> yes. I and so calmly, and that it that really worked for her. I she I liked her this episode. I just I yeah. can't stress that enough. Um. So uh, then we go back to uh, Howard, not Howard, Hampton. And um, Kyle is talking with the girl who got the, I don't know, fetish for broken men. And he's kind of walking her through what it was like to be in a coma. And I did like this interaction because I like that conversation. Um, I've never been in a coma. Uh, I don't know what that's like. I don't know if what he explained is actually how it feels. But I do like the attempt to... Because I don't think they've done that with anybody else on this episode. I don't think they've they've talked about him being in a coma and the effects of that. But him actually explaining to someone how it felt, I don't I don't recall him doing that. I could be wrong, but I don't not in this way at least. Yeah. No, he hasn't had an opportunity to pull the sensual seduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, telling of his time in a coma. Um, extremely close. <laughs> at, uh, like they're sitting extremely close, and I guess he's just, you know, I, I, it's good to see him, you know, with somebody else. I guess is is a good part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, it just um, I I wish they had had introduced her, you know, in another you know, maybe another one episode. Yeah. You know, I, it just, I don't want to say that this seems forced, especially when what happens between the two of them happens. I mean, they're grown ass adults, Yeah. Um, but it just, you know, it's just like, we just got one episode and one day he was like, Oh, you did my assignment. Let's tell us, <laughs> let's go to your house. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I'm, I'm happy, you know, he's, I'm also happy for him. So. Yeah. I mean, he did that. Um, yeah, so after that, we move on to, I believe, back to the facility, and the doctor has gave each woman a sedative, and the Asian chick is, like, talking shit, and then she knocks out, um, and nothing really changes, uh, we go right to the nerd room, and the guy is, Marco's still upset, and, uh, they pretty much talk about him creating a different signal, a higher or different frequency 
to combat mm-hmm. the one that the men are listening to now, which is like a dog signal, a dog whistle. And mm-hmm. as they're doing that, the Luke Cage, I don't know, the black guy and one of his counterparts <laughs> are like trying to kick in the door, which, yeah. okay, but why didn't they turn on each other if this aggression is pumping through their veins? Why are they not fighting each other? They're just like leaving dead bodies along the way. Mm. You know, and the funny thing is, I think, I don't know if in the background they, they are showing the other bodies, whatever. Uh-huh. But um, because at the end they do talk about the casualties and, you know, if I, <laughs> I don't know, maybe my mind is just kind of twisted or maybe because it's, um, you know, I'm dating this, uh, the uh, Halloween. I was just like, Expecting to see bodies, yeah, you know, just laid out in the hallways, yeah. Um, and you see a little bit of that, but it's not enough that, um, you know, yeah, it's not enough that you, you get a feeling of like the mayhem and all the shit that's happening, yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to say is like when Tom, you know, Tom shoots the, um, you know, he. I think he shoots one of the guys, and then it turns into a fight between him and the, um, like I said, Luke Cage. Tom yeah. is doing this weird Joker smile. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's because I, I I really think that he was channeling Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. in The Shining. Good job, too. I think he, I think it was good. For the show we got and for Thomas, I think Tom, the, the actor, is a good actor. I do think he is. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. annoying, but he's a good actor. So that... That very much was a, I'm kind of going crazy look. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we go on to the Kevin, oh, Broussard, whatever, the science, the scientist. <laughs> I don't know. We go to his office, and Sean is pretty much pitching him on the 4400, and he's like, yeah, I turned him down. You in my personal space. I don't fuck with folks who wear badges to work. I'm like, but you have a badge. Like, what is what? Um, and Sean pretty much he convinces him, which I think was a smart move on the show's part. He was like, look, I want you to come work with us to help us. You have all these critiques. You can help us. Uh, Homer's like, yeah, the government tried that. What the fuck you got that they don't got? He said, I got me. I got healing hands. I, You have unlimited access to me, which was smart. I said, okay, that's a good job to the writers because that, I thought that was smart. I thought that was smart. Get him on your team. Yeah, and I think, and he gives some legitimacy to what um what they're trying to do because I think they called him at one point the father of the 4400. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I like is him mentioning the fact that the government, I don't know if he says other corporations, I'm pretty sure they probably have, um, tried to reach out to him, but you know, he's probably passed up like a shit ton of money, Yeah. you know, to go back and go back and work at the university and then, but, you know, Sean then gives him the, um, you know, like you said, the whole thing of, like, you can work with me because I ain't easy. He's like, I'm not giving my, myself to the government. <laughs> so, but um, I think it was a good plan. That, that Sean thinking ahead and saying, yeah, yeah, we're not about to be the, um, you know, this um, a pyramid scheme. Right, <laughs> right. Like, that we, everybody thinks we are. We're going we're gonna to try to get legit. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. And uh, yeah, and I like the ending too. Uh, so then we come back to the facility where everyone is held up, and Diana is calm. You are safe, Maya, because mommy's here. And we know that the men are like kicking against that damn door still. Um, and I like this scene where Diana slowly kind of, because she's kneeling down talking to Maya, who's like laid out on a exercise bike, and she pulls her gun out and she's like, "Mommy's here," and so. Whatever's coming through that door, I'll protect you. And it's, Diana, her calmness sometimes I think gets in the way of her character because she seems too, not, too calm to the point where she's borderline boring. But this really worked. I think that worked for her this episode um, because it was like she was the only one with a, with a level head in the whole episode. And um, she raises her gun. And in walks the, the the scene, the opening scene, which is Tom with his gun in her face and her with her gun in his face. Oh, I love right. that. Mm. Yeah, I, it's a it's a really nice moment. Um, you know, tense. Uh, and it just it, it, it with her, you know, one going through this, uh, you know, going through this again, watching the series. It really makes me appreciate her mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she's, you know, some people may say she's level-headed, you know, to the point of not being believable. But you know, you hear you hear the stories about, um, I don't know, the cops, the soldiers, the FBI agents, CIA, you know, just all that shit where they don't kind of flinch, you yeah, know, like stuff in real life, mm-hmm. and and also in Hollywood, you know, you always have you know, the, the hetero white male who is, yep. you know, he's the best at what he does. He, <laughs> what he does is, is, you know, you know, all that shit. <laughs> um, and I'm like, why can't she do that? Yeah. You know, why can't she do that? So it just, I, when she, when she was the one that figured out that it was one of these women yes. doing it and she had no fucks to give. She was just like, you know, we gonna figure this out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because my daughter is here, and I think first and foremost, that's what it comes down to. Is yeah, that her daughter is in the middle of all this, so she, um, I don't know, I, if if she ever did Dragon Con, man, <laughs> I would be, and I don't think they do the conventions like that, any yeah. of these people, but, um. You know, I, I would geek out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd like to meet her. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing that I loved about her was in this very same scene. So Dr. Max tackles Tom. They get the wrestling. Tom gets the better of him, which though Tom is an agent and Max is a doctor, I attribute that to Max having given himself all those sedatives. Because, yeah, Tom is trained in combat but max is a big dude you ain't gonna tell me that this man don't know how to take care of himself um diana hits tom across the back of the head knocks him out and this is another part of the scene that i loved as soon as tom went down and max was on his knees like getting up diana put that gun in his face she said you make another move no no she said my mother always wanted me to date a cute doctor but if you make another move I will pull this trigger. I was like, God damn, Diana. You, (laughs) I, 
which also goes back to, and I don't know if this is thinking too deep into it, but with these men's aggression being so heightened and that you're going to do any and everything, there's still some conscious thought in there that is like, I'm fucked up. There's something wrong with me. Because if he was really this drunk with anger person, that gun should not have stopped him from attacking her. So there's something something within him, and I think all these men, that's like, yes, I have let loose and I'm doing all this crazy shit, but I have some sort of reasoning. Hell, when Homeboy shot Jarvis, he immediately was like, yeah, she pulled her gun first. Y'all saw that she pulled her gun. I was like, what? Yeah. Yes. Well, the, the other part, of, and, I, and I, because they never really give like a defined, like the different levels of rage. Yeah. Like I, well, I think of something like twenty-eight days later. Yeah. When every, when all the zomb, the quote-unquote zombies had the rage virus, everybody was, they were just pissed. They were angry human beings. Yeah. So there were no levels to that. And this one, like you said, that you know, why is Tom not fully, you know, like, why is he the more rational-minded ones? Why are the army? Well, no, they have the training. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's that, the quote-unquote training. Uh, the other thing, though, in the doctor's case is we actually know he was taking the sedatives. Yeah. And no definitely wearing down, but he was still taking something. Mm-hmm. So that could, okay, yeah. that could have actually built some type of resistance. But the other thing is they had knocked out um, – well, we'll wait to the end. But they had knocked out all the women. So mm-hmm. – that could have been that could have started lessening the effect that this was having having on him mm. direct or okay. on. So those are the only two things I could think of. You know, well, three things. We don't know what different levels of this are. Uh, second, he was like like hopping himself up on pills. Yeah, you know, some shit. And then by this time, all three of the women were like dozing. And for some reason, I saw T.J. Kim wearing cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like, what the 90s, man. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. It was weird. Um, yellow cowboy boots or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So that happens. And I think this episode would have been better if it was a two-parter. I just, it still was good. I liked it. I really did enjoy it. But I think a two-part episode would have been much better. Um, okay, so then we go to Lily... Uh, and Richard dropping off Isabel back to the clinic, or to the clinic, to the nursery. And she's like, oh, you know, um, I must have been overreacting. Thank you. You know, I'm just so used to Isabel and me having a connection and, you know, all this other shit. And Richard's like, oh, okay. They drop her off. And then Ruth makes the comment, oh, that sure was a long lunch. And I was like, well, bitch, this is my daughter. I don't give a fuck about that. I can do what I want. Um <laughs> Ugh. So they yeah, leave the baby. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that was just laughing. I'm sorry. No, that's it. It was it was just weird. Um, so they leave the baby yeah. there, and Richard turns to look back, and he gives that nervous, uneasy look that Lily gave earlier. And I'm thinking, well, did Isabel say something to him, or did you just get a bad vibe? But why did y'all leave your child with this lady? Especially when you coming to get her in another hour. It's like, yeah, we'll be back in an hour. Well, I'm going to just take my baby and get out of here. So, there's that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't like Ruth. She looks like an invasion of the body snappers snatchers type person. She's weird. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. She um said step for wise type of shit. Yeah, yeah, creepy ass. Um, so then we go on to the post crisis. Everything has happened. Everybody's out in the parking lot. Uh, Diana has a body count for on a paper, a receipt printed out for Tom. He's talking. Uh, Maya's still in a wheelchair. They're going to Mount Sinai or some shit. Um, yeah. Gave her glucose. And Diana takes the wheelchair and they have a bit of a kind of connection. Like, you know, should I be worried? Um, no, no. He said, I, I called a specialist who is like the best dermatologist out there. And that's cool. I hope we pick up on that. Cause I want to see what he has to say, but um, they ride to the hospital together while Max walks off and Maya looks horrible. So yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, she looks terrible. And I like them, Max and Diana. I kind of hope they become a thing. I don't know, but I like them. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Tom and Marco. And Marco's, pretty much it comes out that he says, you know, we're going to keep these women until we figure out what happened or who did this or whatever. And Marco's like, yeah, we're going to lock down both of them. They're not going to see the light of day for a long time. And then Tom goes crazy like, no, Diana said there were three of them, which I don't. uh, Why didn't any of the other people say, oh, there were three of them? Like the two ladies that were being detained. I'm like, no, we're that other girl because it was three of us or something. Um, But yeah, there's that. I mean, the fact that they weren't kept under guard <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. It's kind of weird to me because they they established pretty early that, yeah, this isn't 4400 shit. So, you know, but it, it, we have to, you know, it's for the um, sake of the story. Um, so before we, <laughs> when we get to the uh, the reveal or mm-hmm. whatever, um, no, I'm going to let you, because there's something specifically that I wanted to mention, but so yeah, go ahead, go ahead and you know, knock it out. No, the next yeah. So then the very next scene is Jubilee walking down the sidewalk with her black long sleeve pink tee, her black vest, her denim cag, denim culottes with her green lime green cowboy boots, and she makes a text message that says "Payback's a bitch" in the same font from the emails. Then she just throws the phone into the wooded area next to the sidewalk and keeps walking. So, yeah. And, and, okay, so this, what, I, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I gotta, uh, did Jordan, was he reincarnated into a woman's body? Like, I was very, I get it. I assumed it was her the whole time. Well, the whole time I did not. I eventually assumed it was her, but it, it was out of left field and it wasn't satisfying because I did not, I don't understand why, as far as storytelling, I don't think they did a good job. As far as the episode, it was a good side of the episode. We saw who the villain was. Cool. But for the larger story, I didn't like it. Um, it I just didn't feel satisfied. Okay. Um, I, um, 
So I like the fact that first of all, I, I like the fact that it turned out that it was you know that it was her. Mm-hmm. Um, the and what I what I like is that you know outside of Jordan's you know the forty four hundred center followers, uh-huh. I like the fact that there were a contingent of forty four hundred members who felt strongly enough about him that they're willing to do stuff like this. Okay. Because it shows what his reach was because, you know, he's, he was the, I don't well, not grandfather, but he was the guy, you know, heading there, you know, in the news talking about, you mm-hmm. know, y'all motherfuckers want to keep us down. Fuck y'all, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. Yeah. So I like that there's some opposition mm-hmm. outside of the freak of the week. Yeah. That type of episode. Um, and she, you know, when they were tallying up, I mean, I think any one dead in tech agent is is a bit but when they were rolling through and said like like multiple people killed right like that's that's insane and so she went in there and actually dealt them like kind of a, and that's one of the things that marco and uh tom say is like you know she dealt them like a major blow on their home mm-hmm. soil on their mm-hmm. home. so that was crazy so yeah so i i I like the fact, and especially, you know, also during the time of, well, not year, but, you know, around the time period that this was out, we, you know, we mentioned this before, it was, you know, the height of the war on terrorism, yeah. the Iraq war and all that. So I like the fact that they, you know, the the summary of this describes it as it's a terrorist attack. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a straight up terrorist attack and they hit them where it hurts. Yeah. And she, she seemed nonchalant. You know, and toss that big ass phone into the grass, and um, it's seduces. So, you know, maybe she wasn't the best actress, but I, I do. And the other part of this that I like is that she's a she's a woman of color. Yeah. You know, she is she's she's an antagonist. Mm-hmm. She is a you know, and I and my thing is is just as much representation as we have as far as on the heroic side. Yeah. If you give me a well, you know, crafted or you know, balanced antagonist, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that her outfit is horrible. <laughs> I, kind of, I have no fucking idea what they were thinking, but yeah, it just um, I I like that you know she was the threat. Yeah. You know, instead of being um, you know, the typical I you know I don't know white guy or yeah. stereotyping. Like she went in there, she did her work, and she was like, "Shit, time to catch a bus." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I I think my issue is that it, we didn't establish enough that there was this cult following for him, and okay. I think that's what it is because all, everything you said is true. It was very good. A woman of color, she came in, fucked shit up, and left. Everything you said is true, but I think because there hasn't been that pre-established, we are followers of Jordan past the forty-four hundred center. It just came out of nowhere for me. Now, I would like to see her more in the future, if possible. Uh, maybe leading a group of these people. Like, we are the, you know, children of Jordan or whatever. But I agree with you. Everything you said is solid. It's just for me, there was that disconnect where it wasn't fully established that there is this following. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, so then we go to Intech and Kevin has shown up and the receptionist, this was weird for me. She's like, yeah, do you want a tour? He's like, no, I'm here to see, uh, Sean. He's like, okay, well 
He's in a meeting right now. What do you want? Well, my name's Kevin. And she said, what is this about? He was like, I'm ready to join. But I felt like if you were going to go to Kevin and give him this offer, everybody should know when he comes in here to treat him like a celebrity. Like, because I thought he was going to be discouraged and just walk off. But maybe that's me thinking too <clears throat> too deep. But I feel like the receptionist at the least should be expecting this man. But yeah, hmm. well, that, yeah, he um, I just I like the scene because it showed that he was, you know, he's quirky <laughs> or whatever. Very. Yeah, he's not. And the other, <laughs> I don't know if you're watching this, but whenever they show the receptionist. There's a cover of Jordan Collier's book, and he's doing this, like, this fake-ass praying. Yes. Deep in thought. Yes. <laughs> like, I want to, I just want to, the next time I write a comic book, I just want to put a picture of myself in the back. Yes. Like, you know, with bio or whatever. God, but, um, yes. He looks so damn pretentious in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, she, they, they stay on, they did the same thing to Danny. Yeah. Like they say on this whole thing of like, oh, do you want to take a tour? And then you're like, I want to see so-and-so. And they're like, oh, no, go eat lunch or some shit like that. Right, like, right. Like, they're taking a bath or some shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, he, he he knew he was there. You know, she probably, this is probably a temp job for her. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but, uh, he's there. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad to see that Burkhoff took him up on his offer. Yeah. He'd be silly not to, even if you're going to double-cross them or use their shit to your own needs. It makes more sense to be in there. Um, exactly. So then we go to Kyle and this seventh-grade girl's bedroom. What is this? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. What is this comforter set? No, but him and the, uh, the girl who has a fetish for broken boys, and they're, you know, they've just had sex, and he's like, oh, you're so... I don't deserve you, but I don't, he was like sitting there blanked face staring out into nothingness for like a whole minute. And that gave me concern. Like, was this a choice on the director? Is this part of the story? Is he having these blackouts? Like, what was that about? Maybe, I mean, I, I, I think maybe it was to, give a suggestion that he had possibly, you know, blacked out again. Um, the thing, I, the other part of this that I love is, like, why did they decide to have sex at the um, Bed Bath & Beyond display? Yes, God, because that was, <laughs> <laughs> that shit was weird. That was weird. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so they did that. And she was like, yeah, you could stay, we could make breakfast, we could study, we can do this and that. And I was like... Yeah, she she got some trauma to unpack, but sprung, sprung, sprung. That quick, um, yeah. So there's that. Then we go to the final scene, which is the kind of woof. This is yikes. Um, Lily walks upstairs with this woman on her arm, and she's introduced this older, kind of thicker, young, short lady, and she introduces her to Sean, and was like. She lost her eyesight due to macular degeneration a decade ago. And she was one of the people selected to get the healing hands. And Sean 
so ever so confidently takes off his jacket, sits down. He's like, look, it's going to feel weird. But when I'm done, you're going to see again. And she says, oh, I can't wait. And he grabs her hands and nothing happens. <laughs> Ooh, that was some shit. That was some well, shit. Well, then, and then he rolls up his sleeve and dun, 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 has the same rash as um, Maya. Uh, I was about to say, I was about to say Billy Rock. Billy Rock. What? <laughs> yeah, what? I was like Billy Rock. Um, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. this legacy virus thing, um. <laughs> I guess now my concern is where does this come from? Um, he was nowhere near Maya, so now is everyone getting this disease or this rash? What is this? Yeah. Hmm. But hell, if that's the case, Lily should have it too. Hell. Um. But Sean's hot. His chest is hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Isabel got it. Nah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that, and that's the end. So I don't know, man. What do you What are you thinking? What How you feeling about this episode overall? Like, I mean, I mean, overall, I mean, I thought it was solid. I mean, I thought it was solid. I, um, you know, we've had some weak episodes um, where it's just like, yeah, this shit feels like filler. Um, <laughs> I always go back to the guy, the uh, the guy who um, can make stuff thin. Yeah. Or whatever. Or just make people thin. Um, like I could give two fucks about that. Yeah. Um, but this is one of the ones that I feel that it's, um, you know, it's 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 just building. You know, it's building on things that have come before, like with Burkoff, and then it's presenting, you know, new things like the the legacy virus or <laughs> the metavirus. <laughs> Shit, it's a yeah. Lot of, a lot of viruses going around in these shows. Um, and um, what was the other one? The legacy virus, metavirus, and uh, forty four hundred virus. Right. And then also the the terrorist movement. I mean, you know, there's you know we've been kind of chomping at the bit for some type of conflict to happen. Yeah. There, there's only so many times that you can keep <laughs> knocking people upside the head and expecting things not to you know not to pop off. But, yeah. Yeah, I just I, I like that it's a forward progression of the story. So. Okay, no, same here. I I enjoyed it. Uh, out of all of the 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 shit, the critiques, I still did think this was a solid episode. Um, you know, you got to suspend the belief in some areas, but hell, the whole show you should because it's science fiction. Um, yeah. So who who do you have as your MVP? Who's your favorite of this episode? Uh, for me, it's it's Diana. Okay. Okay. Diana. Um, you know, we've we've kind of talked about the reasons why. Uh, so I'll just say she's she's she continues to be one of my favorites. Yeah. In the series. I agree. Um, I agree. She's my favorite as well for this episode. Uh, Tom probably could have got it, but she was just more capable. She was level-headed, cool. Had great lines, was love flirty, was very motherly. Just she did it. She was she was the favorite, hands down. Um, what about Elise's favorite? Um, so that that's what I've been kind of thinking about. Um, Elise's favorite. 
It might have to be her, his lab partner. Um, um, she was, I, I don't know. I just, um, I don't feel that we had enough time with her um, to, you know, kind of suggest that Kyle had this. Because if you remember, the only relationship we thought we saw him possibly having was with the professor. Yep, yep. And, that, and so for this, I mean, it definitely would have helped to have said, oh, okay, you know, she's been kind of following you yeah. for, for a minute. Um, but then also the whole thing of, like, the turnaround, I'm like, shit, at least give it a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there was just not enough done with her uh, for me to, you know, warrant. Yeah. I mean, for me to be like, oh, okay, well, she, you know, she was all right. So. Yeah. No. No. I get that. That's fair. Um, my least favorite was probably Maya. Um, she didn't have a lot to do. I liked her. Um, but her acting, though she's a child and, you know, her, her acting ain't great. There are great child actors and she just wasn't doing it for me. She, I think a lot of her good performance this episode relied on the props, like the makeup, the rash, the sweaty face. The, so yeah, I just, she didn't do it for me. It gotta be Maya, Maya this episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what, what we rating this one, this, uh. This shit, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, out of a scale of one to ten, um, <laughs> one to ten rashes. <laughs> yeah, right. One to ten rashes. Um, <clears throat> for me, it'll be like a uh, seven point five or an eight. Okay, okay, that's fair. I'm gonna give it a solid seven. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid seven. I I liked it. Like I said, I think it's up there. But, um, hell, we got, what, three, two or three more episodes to go in this season. And for the way yeah. that they're amping up, I'm hoping that we get even better episodes because this shit was crazy. This shit yeah. was crazy. Um, yeah, this shit was crazy. And I think what, what stopped this from getting a higher score for me is that Richard Lilly daycare shit. Like, y'all y'all have a child, a superpowered mutant meta, and you, oh, I don't know. I just didn't like that. Hmm. Well, shit, we made it, hell. Um, okay, so let the folks know where they can find you online, discuss the, the 4400, and find your other projects you have coming out. Yeah, uh, everybody can find me at robertkjeffrey.com. That's robertkjeffrey.com. And that'll get you connected to me on social media, along with some other awesome books that you can you can buy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, good, good deal. That link will be in the show notes. I think there's something else going on, right? Do you have a a, a starter of kick going on right well, now? Something like that. Kick. <laughs> starter <laughs> kick. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got a Kickstarter going for the third issue of Mind to Avenge, um, the third <laughs> chapter. Um, and so far, you know, we, we started out on Monday. Um, we have 95 backers, and we've raised 30%. So that's, I mean, I think that's a good <laughs> a good start. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely want to keep it rolling. So, you know, we're just um, 
you know, we're just pushing, we're just pushing in, you know, for fans of the first two issues, uh, this one does a really good job of, you know, providing some more backstory, um, actually providing backstory, mm-hmm. uh, or, Layla specifically and for the Retribution Cabal. So if you've ever wanted to see the inner workings of the organization before uh, the story you know, takes place, uh, this is definitely one to catch. And we get a little bit more alone time with the Lollaries. Okay, that's what's up. Well, that link will be in the show notes, of course. You guys go on over, click that, support the Kickstarter. Um, if you can't support monetarily, spread the word, spread the link. Share with people you think might enjoy it. Share with people you think the comics ain't their thing. You never know. Hell, people who love history, go ahead and share with them as well. So that will be in the show notes. And I, of course, am Rain Comey, your co-host, the Carefree Black Nerd, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Uh, use the hashtag AL4400 when you're listening to this episode. And um, shit, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, and stay the fuck out of the intact facility, especially if you're a man, because you see how that shit can go. So. Yeah, don't aim too well. <laughs> don't aim too well. <laughs> At all. Shit. All right, y'all. So, well, until uh, next week or next time, we will uh, see y'all soon. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>